Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the first episode of our um, Saga podcast. My name is Uzair Hussain and I'll be the host for this episode. Uh, today's episode is pretty much going to be talking about or covering uh, policing. And for this topic, we've got two alumni speakers with us. Very talented, mashallah. Uh, I'll start off with our first speaker. I'm Muhammad Galil. And I'm Onur Turk. And uh, what, guys, what year did you guys graduate? We graduated in 2019. Yeah, wow. And... Uh, you guys are doing policing, right? Bachelor of Policing. Uh, what university are you guys doing it at? Western Sydney University. Western Sydney University. And that's both of you, yeah? Yeah. Very good. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so um, I guess we'll just start off. How's the course so far? Because I know you guys are in second year now. So how are you guys finding it so far? Yeah, you know, it's very different to a lot of other uni courses. You know, we have a lot of subjects ranging from sociology to anthropology mm-hmm. to even psychology. And overall, I'd say... It's been alright most of the time, but yeah, definitely a lot of challenges. Yeah, and um, uh, they also share a bit of uh, criminology, which is also another course that they uh, hold at Western Sydney Uni. So they have similar units to that as well, so you get an understanding of how and people act uh, and what makes the criminal mind, the criminal behaviour. Yeah, yeah. yeah, first year obviously would, would was the adapting year where you have to get used to uni and um, the different environment. Mm. And also because of uh, COVID-19, yeah. we were first physically attending to university and later on, um, four weeks into the university, they switched it to online. So uh, there was a lot of adapting happening in the first year especially. Yeah, true, true. But alhamdulillah, the second year, uh, we're, we're used to it. Even if it's online or physical, mm. I reckon I can tackle it both ways. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, I think I think especially COVID really killed everyone's, especially myself because I'm from the same grade as you guys. Yeah. It really killed everyone's first year. Yeah, motivation like, was uh, out the window. Yeah, honestly, especially with online classes, everyone's like, sack or to stay at home, bro. Like, and even in online classes, mm. not really paid attention. Eh? But uh, but yeah, anyway. So, tell us how you pretty much, well, how both of you really decided come to decide to do policing. Because it's a very, like, usually when people think about uni, they go, like, law engineering or law or medicine or, you know, health science and stuff. So, yeah, just tell us pretty much what made you guys decide to do policing. Yeah, well, you know, it's not your ordinary nine-to-five job. It's a lot of, you know, going out there and dealing with people and interacting mm. with, like, all walks of life. So, I guess that's the main thing that made me want to take, like, policing as a career. Mm. Um, but, yeah, definitely not your normal job. Um, when I was younger I always thought that police officers were cool and uh, later on when I got my own driver's license and everything I understood that not everyone likes police officers (laughs) (laughs) and um but I still got, I still stuck to it because I thought the the moral moral behind a police officer is to, you know, what the their actual job is to serve and protect Mm. the society and uh, I was always into that. So that's what uh, hooked me on to policing and I saw that Western Sydney was offering a policing course mm-hmm. and uh, it directly linked to what I wanted to do in the future. So I thought, um, you know, this, this course is what uh, is meant for me and so I joined. Oh, that's all right. That's pretty good actually. Yeah. And uh, what, about, what about your, like, the pathway to get into it? Because, like, it's kind of, like I said, it's not very well known. So if you could give us just a little, like, tell us how you got into it, like, when it comes to getting into university and stuff. So how was that? Yeah, so you apply, it's a uni called a bachelor's course, so you would apply for it during your HSC, and then once you're in, 
you don't actually need to do the bachelor's course to um, become a police officer. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people do because it opens up other doors like mm -hmm. in the criminal justice system, be it corrections, be it caseworkers, be it yeah, yeah. everything like that. So when you're doing the course, it's a three-year course if you want to do sort of Border Patrol or like the Federal Police, yeah. or it's a two-year course if you want to do the New South Wales Police, and the third year sort of acts, uh, like the Academy would act as a third year. So after the two years, you need to do the UCWE, the Child Certificate in Workforce Essentials. So uh, that goes for two months or one month accelerated, and then after that you apply to the Academy. Oh wow, okay. So essentially like the university kind of just gives you more of the theory based type of stuff. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd like to add on what Muhammad Gilil said. Um, the reason why they made it after two years, you can decide, you have the choice to uh, go to Goulburn, is that some people, like let's say in the beginning, before they started the course, they were determined to become a police officer. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's say midway they thought oh, nah I don't want to go to Goulburn well let's say they didn't want to go to Goulburn on the third year or they want to do you know do something else first before uh, attending going joining the police force mm. on the third year the option was for them to complete the third year at university so that um, they, they can uh, get the qualification and you know uh, do an, another job or anything else other than joining the police force and mm. yeah the two years is for people that you know you just join two years and for people that want to urgently join the police force okay. whilst also having the qualification yeah. uh, allowing them to join the police force uh, at a younger age with a solid um, uh, qualification behind it because mm. the requirements needed to join the police force is that you have to be over 18 mm. uh, you, you even if you have a green piece you can yeah, yeah. still join the police force some legal requirements like there's no requirements of qualification all you have to do is uh, finish uh, high school yeah, yeah. after you finish that no matter the ATAR they don't look at that they um, they assess so joining the police force is also a, a different topic as well there's okay. heaps of tests that they, that they go through to make sure that you're eligible and uh, able to handle what the job offers mm, okay wow that's pretty good actually it's kind of it's actually kind of um, it's very intensive to be honest. It seems yeah. very like at first, yeah. At first, it, at first, when I was like, I was like, oh, pff, easy, oh, you know, you just have to be eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you just have to finish school easy. You just get into there. I'll join the police force. I'll be like nineteen. And I'll start working. <laughs> <laughs> nineteen easy. Oh, I'll start making money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, I'll be rich by like twenty twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously. Even to getting uh, like actual uh, employed, yeah, like yeah. You, there's a number of tests that you have to go through, and that also takes time as well because there's lines for all of them. So mm. let's say you fail the first test, you have to wait until they do that test again. Yeah, yeah. So time passes by there, and there's a numerable amount of tests anyways. So that's why yeah. it's it takes time to even you know start working at the police force. Mm, yeah. Oh wow! And it's very competitive. There's a lot of other people that want to do the same thing as you and apply for the police force. Mm. But not everybody that applies gets in. And one of my friends at uni, um, he actually applied to the police force, but he got denied because they went through his Facebook and no saw way. a lot of yeah, controversial posts. So wow. they denied him, and he actually dropped out of the course. Jeez! Wow, that's pretty. So, 
So uh, you guys mentioned that you guys can, it's a three course essentially, and you can leave after the first two years and go straight to the fourth, so you can complete the third. You can complete, complete the, the whole three years and then join, right? So yeah. if you, so what, so like mainly what's the difference when it comes to the workforce? Like what type of jobs like are more available to you when you finish your course? Like you do the complete, the whole three years? The threes, okay. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of um, sort of criminal justice system based jobs. So a lot of jobs in the correctional facilities. Mm-hmm. So especially in juvies, they need a lot of people dealing with the youth, yeah. like along with social workers. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not just caseworkers, like prison guards as well. Um, private security firms, um, what else? Um, to be honest, um, people that, look, the reason why, yeah, like I said, the two-year courses are for people that really want to join the police force. Mm-hmm. And once you join the police force, even like the first few years of working there is like a learner's, learner's um, like when you're working, you're always working with a... Oh, like a supervisor, like a supervisor yeah, yeah. officer that looks after you, make sure you learn mm, okay. uh, how how to do the job and how to do it correctly, mm. and obviously ethically. Because nowadays there's all sorts of issues with like even like cameras and stuff. That's why okay. that's why you see a lot of nowadays police officers wearing uh, worn-on cameras. Yeah. So yeah. they so they have um, footage of them actually doing their job properly. Mm. This secures. Um, this secures what if they do their job properly and ethically and this also secures uh, how other people respond to that police officer mm, okay yeah, yeah. That makes sense. so that, that's like pretty much a whole different area of training when it comes to like body cams and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah and also yeah all this training of like um, how to do the job and properly is all done at Goulburn anyways so okay. everything that you, you see police officers do on a day day basis yeah they uh, intensely train this so they remember it okay, in Goulburn. Yeah. Okay, that's well. Oh, yeah. that's pretty good actually. Wow. So then, okay, yeah, that's because that seems like a very, it seems like something that you need to be very mentally prepared for to actually take on because it takes a while, like it takes quite a bit to get prepared and to get qualified mm, yeah. as an officer. Yeah. So like, in that journey of getting prepared, is there anything like, um, like how how has this journey so far, like in university and stuff, helped you develop yourself? Like getting closer to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a uni course in developing. Okay. Um, um, well, definitely, it's a massive difference to school. You know, in school, you're given everything on a silver platter. Um, especially in Bachelor of Policing, there's a lot of assessments that revolve around contemporary issues. Mm. So we actually studied how, like, the effect of policing during the coronavirus, how um, George Floyd's death played a role in sort of shaping policing worldwide mm. um, so those are definitely some challenges by looking at different perspectives like you're able to see how by police doing their job correctly it actually um, benefits society mm. and there's always going to be people that come in with sort of premeditated assumptions about police officers yeah. and so I guess one of the main challenges is trying to differentiate those thoughts from what you're actually trying to do and no matter how sort of good your intentions are as a police officer there's always going to be those people out there who already have pre-made thoughts about you. Mm, that's true. So would you say that that's kind of the the understanding of that happening is something that you developed as you've looked at the, the work you've done so far in university? Yeah, so yeah, by doing different contemporary issue assessments, mm. yeah, those, it really opens your eyes to how different the mm. police force is to what you already know from the media. Oh, wow. So now what about like, I mean, th- that's good because it helps especially people understand perspectives and stuff and change their own perspectives. 
and kind of um, kind of greet everything with more of an open mind, which is very good. Um, and how, like, what other things do you think would have helped you? Like, even when it comes to how you work, like your work process, like how have you found yourself being more effective, something like that? Yeah, one hundred percent. So, especially in uni, you get all your assessments at the start of the year; they're all available online, and you know having that there it's a way for you to sort of change how you've studied during school mm. and really you know don't leave things to the last minute or sort of no plus you can relate bro <laughs> yeah, 100% yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean yeah we still leave things to the last minute yeah. but you know um, yeah also you know with the whole referencing style and everything yeah that's true um, you know mm. having to do Harvard referencing you know <laughs> oh, like we didn't even reference in high school you know yeah it's straight, that's so true it's yeah. a whole new skill the whole yeah. referencing thing like it takes almost like an mm. hour yeah exactly so there's a lot of things that you know you need to know before going into the course to actually do well in the course yeah true yeah, yeah university um, it definitely it forces you to be more organised mm. even if you're not an organised person yeah, because true. um 100% if if you leave every assessment every class everything to last minute you're you're gonna you're gonna f- uh, fall somewhere like you're gonna realize that oh uh, I missed out on um, had an assignment because you had literally no time for it yeah that's true and um, the, yeah the, this was a very um, this occurred a lot to me especially in the first year mm. I was like well what what's going on because all the assessments and all the things that we would like um, Received from university information about our assessment mm. was all online. Yeah, yeah. And um, because uh, because uh, when I was actually attending the first uh, first four weeks at yeah, uni, yeah. I would ask the teachers uh, about the assignments, and mm. I would always like I'll stay back behind class, mm. and I actually had an initiative to actually keep asking. So because I have the notepad in front of me, I have a pen in my hand. Yeah. I was all like, it was all ready for me to just ask and all I have to do is take notes. Yeah. When's the due? Done. Uh, how many resources required? Done. Mm. Where can I find the criteria? He sends you the link. That's it. So everything was more uh, easy to uh, access. You know what yeah, I mean? that's true. But it's more, it's, they more just give you what you need to yeah. know type of thing. Even yeah. though, even though, like, there's way more information that, like, you can actually find on the website. Mm. It, it was just way more accessible and easy to uh, uh, grab uh, first hand you know when you directly ask the teacher as well yeah that's true so I mean coming off that it's actually coming off that actually say was there anything you wish you knew before you joined the course you know just people really need to be prepared for going to any university course not just special policing yeah, yeah. Um, honestly just the Harvard referencing that's <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's the thing that's thinking the most yeah, yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of websites out there that you know let you copy and paste the link and everything mm. But yeah, just knowing how to reference is, I'd say, the number one most important thing because that's what I actually lost the most marks on. That's true. So I'd have all the content there, mm. um, everything, but I wouldn't know how to in-text reference, I wouldn't know how to put the references yeah, in. Citation, yeah, citation, yeah. And the, um, the references are different for every subject you do. So a lot of units prefer Harvard, some prefer APA. Yeah, um, and that also doesn't mm. just vary between the units, it varies between the subjects within the uni. So true, for true. some of my subjects, they preferred Harvard referencing and the others, they preferred APA and just going through and trying to locate the information because university is very different to school mm-hmm. in the sense where, yet yeah, while everything's online, you still have to look very deep to find where you're 
like what you're actually after yeah, and true. especially communicating with your peers who are in the same course I think that's the number one way to succeed in any yeah. university course key yeah, yeah that, that is uh, going on what Muhammad Gilil said I definitely agree with um, rely, relying on your peers when mm. uh, you need assistance of any sorts it can be like asking uh, as basic as um, finding out when the next assignment is yeah. because uh, <coughs> sometimes there'll be a quiz due and you wouldn't know mm. and like a lot of people won't even mention it even the teacher probably won't even mention it mm. and you weren't you, like there has there has been times where I found that last minute I'm like oh is it really due today or tonight yeah, yeah. and then I'll actually do it <laughs> and because they're like uh, like 5% or 2% they're mm. not they don't weigh a lot so people don't really mention them yeah, and yeah because of this um Definitely, uh, having e- even teachers at university, um, one person, for example, mm. he didn't know we had to make a poster and he doesn't know how to insert a graph, for example. And the first response the teacher gave was, do you have, um, do you have a, a mate that, will, that helps you in uni, like guides you? Mm. Because he also has diff- difficulty even like speaking English. Oh, wow. So yeah, he wasn't educated in the way that I am because I'm still young. Uh, I yeah. grew up with Microsoft Word, Excel. Yeah, you know, uh, I understand how to send email, mm. links, and everything. For example, this guy he was like about thirty years old, and um, he wasn't born and raised in Australia. That's why he finds difficulty in things like this. Yeah, true. And yeah, like I said, the teacher first thing said, "Oh, do you have someone that helps you, like a peer that guides you in uh, what?" what course you do mm. and he, he said no nah, not really and I overheard this and this was me <laughs> uh, right before leaving I'm like oh here yeah, uh, I'll help you out and I helped the guy out to uh, help him understand that uh, you know, how to insert a ta- graph or yeah. a table or whatever and yeah that that for example would have caused him to lose at least 20% of his uh, yeah, assignment straight away because the main, main purpose of a poster is to visually understand information. Yeah, that's right. So if it's all words, um, you're definitely going to lose marks in, uh, as well. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think that's a mad point actually for university in general. Where like, like you finish high school and you might have like matured a bit, right? Like yeah. you would have changed as a person and stuff. And especially after high school, you might have like cut off friends or made new friends. But I think universities yeah, definitely. are... Yeah, and I think, but I think universities are very... Like a very important pe- important place to get friends because especially there where they can help you out in your course stuff like that you don't have to make them long life friends right? yeah. like you have to at least try and you know build that communication make that teamwork possible so that you can help each other out I think that's I think that's what that's probably something that will help you out in your careers as well wouldn't it yeah, I'll that in mind as well but I know definitely yeah, yeah um, to be honest I'm not a very social person <laughs> and uh, and I didn't realise when I first the first times where i started going uni mm. i realized that a lot of people like wanted to talk like talk with me and it, it doesn't it wasn't like um uh, course related either it was just to get to know you and, yeah. and things like that and i found it strange at first mm-hmm. and now in my second year uh, i'm doing what they're doing and uh, i realized that you should always be uh, open-minded and accepting of people and the people around you yeah, no matter sure. what what shape size whatever um, yeah. Because you see a person in front of you, and 
uh, inside of me, uh, I always wanted to help people, especially mm. with things that, for example, I can help them with. Mm. I see no reason to not help a person. Yeah. Unless, you know, they they uh, they uh, purposefully don't want to learn or they're mucking around in class, then yeah, sometimes, you know, you don't really want to help, uh, help out a person that really doesn't show an effort. But most people that I met in uni, they want to show they show effort, yeah. and because of this, I try my best to um, to open up to them and tell tell them about myself mm. and the assignments and things like this mm. to help them with what, for example, I do for my assignment, mm. so they can get a better understanding of how to write a report or write an essay, yeah. things like this. True. Yeah, that's a good point. I think coming off that as well, like, what what's something that people don't really know about policing but now you've figured out or now you've found out especially now doing the course and that you think would help others or like would have helped you in the situation if like before joining or before mm. signing off the course what's something they know now that you'd like to tell people pretty much yeah premeditated assumptions that's one thing that a lot of people already have in their minds before they even talk to a police officer mm. and i guess one thing that i know now that i wish i knew before would be how really diversity is in the actual true nature of policing especially in you know anywhere around New South Wales and how policing in New South Wales is very different to policing in say Victoria or mm. anywhere else especially the different types of laws and legislations that policing use and also evaluating discretion like as a specific example mm. and how just that one thing challenges you know the whole liability of a police officer yeah, like sure. be it with the law with the media and just how everybody sort of um, tackles the nature of policing and it's very different to how the person sitting next to you would look at it. So mm. I guess, yeah, that's one thing that um, I've definitely learned how diverse the role is and how many people see, like, already have, like, different views about it. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think it seems like the main thing that you'd, that's pretty significant is having an open mind. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And um, so pretty much... I think coming off that, we get to our next question. It's a bit of a heavy one. Pretty much in light of like recent events, like what's been happening in the news and stuff, how would you see, like, how do you think the image of studying policing has changed? Like, especially as like, let's say, talk, let, let's see, because we don't know who's going to be listening. So let's say for everyone, like, how do you think the image of policing has changed now? Because especially you guys studying to become police officers, it's going to affect you, especially when you finish. So... Have you guys noticed anything that's changed the image of it or anything major that's changed how you study policing, anything like that? Um, to be honest, I reckon um, <clears throat> the joint working in the police force mm. definitely has changed over time. Mm. And nowadays it causes the working police officers to be more cautious and aware of, how, of what they are doing and how they're doing it. Because um, you should always observe yourself and of how you approach someone, uh, how you speak to them. Even even the, the increase of uh, decibels in your voice can uh, change oh, wow. change the outcomes of anything. Like it's yeah, some, something as basic as um, pulling someone over for going 10Ks over yeah. can lead to... Um, uh, finding out that they're out of rego, they've got bold tyres, they've got illegal, illegal modifications done to the car, That's and 
and cause them to have uh, uh, cause them to fall into a hefty fine mm. and um, this is this this is uh, this can occur from like this is from the police officer's side mm. and it's vice versa as well so um, how the police officer treats the person mm. is very important as well mm. that's why when you see a lot of police officers nowadays uh, and in videos and whatever mm. um, all of them in videos they they dislike the fact that they're being recorded mm. and I think nowadays um, police officers are being more used to being recorded because now they're wearing worn on cameras so they're yeah. forced to um, act maturely and properly mm. towards uh, the people that they're talking to or they're dealing with yeah, and uh, back then uh, there, it, there was there was flaws of course mm. with how people and police officers were dealing with each other yeah. and yeah it's it's definitely caused police officers to be more cautious in mm. how they do these things yeah that's true not by yourself anything Well, especially now with everything going on, mm. um, everybody has a phone, everybody has a camera, everyone can record anything. Yeah. And a lot of what we see on social media and the news are only one side, like it's only one side of the story. Mm. Um, and I guess that's why the new legislation came out for all police officers to wear body cams because that actually shows the full story. And even, you know, when you turn it on, it still records the past two minutes or whatever of the incident. So um, it's a way for police officers to sort of defend themselves and actually defend the people that they're talking to or mm -hmm. confronting. That's true. Um, I guess going back to the premeditated assumptions, that's one thing how recent events has definitely changed uh, sort of the nature of policing and how police are viewed mm -hmm. by society. Yeah, that's true. And like, especially when, when you have these like horrible events happening, it only like, it, it kind of comes on to everyone to just try and be a bit more open-minded a bit more understanding because i can understand like especially if you get pulled over by a cop for going five over like i think all of us here can, can agree <laughs> yeah. you just you get so annoyed you get yeah. so angry but like yeah you, it's kind of just a whole bunch of, it's just a whole thing about understanding and it's it's true and um but i think ma mainly also like how do you how would you see this um affecting you like when you get a job like do you think that what you've learned now pretty much in university uh, would change by the time you join like become a fully qualified police officer or like how do you think like do you, do you see any change happening or what do you guys think i think most of everything that we learn in university mm. uh would stay the same and like mm. maybe additions of small things here and there mm. might change over time but by the time we start working um that's which would be about two years max yeah and in, in, uh, by the time that happens uh there will be very uh, very small uh, differences like mm. that would change and like and we, we would already learn these kind of things in university yeah, so we should be well prepared mm. for any small changes that might happen yeah especially now because we're not learning the law we're only doing you know contemporary issues and sort of content based mm. around psychology anthropology sociology all of that like mm. social studies I wouldn't say that a lot of that would change by the time you 
actually become police officers yeah. because it's already content that has happened in the past or is happening now in the modern era. Mm. But definitely the nature of policing will change. It's very you know rapidly evolving in a sense where new legislation would come out or yeah, policymakers will always come and you know implement change. Mm. So definitely. Yeah, and we, and we talk about like cases that are also very recent as well. So okay, there's yeah. a lot of mo- uh, modern day uh, examples. And it can be it it can be like as um, some people don't even um, understand what's actually happening in the case. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because of like things that uh, like people wouldn't even believe. Like mm. um, before, back in the days, there was no such thing as drones, for example. Mm. And uh, legislation was passed so that uh, drones uh, mm. shouldn't be used over like uh, recording private property and okay, over yeah. fences and things like that. Oh, yeah, so yeah, of course, um, law is always following. Mm. Uh, obviously, uh, it's always constantly adapting to society, mm. and that's why we learned a lot, especially in uni, how how society um, uh, impacts impacts uh, the people living in it and how it controls legislation as well. Mm, that's true and I think I think going off that change of like how, how the nature of policing can change as well would you say because like I know for example for nursing nursing is kind of a, a career where you have to be you have to have a certain personality for it like not mm. everyone can really do nursing because you have to be you have to be with people when they're at their lowest moments for example like when they're on the deathbed or when they can't literally clean themselves wow. so would you say that's something like would you say policing is that like a personality based type of job as well? Like not everyone can just come and become a cop. Like you have to really be kind of like it's not really like born for it, but like not to sound cringy, but kind of like ingrained in you, like from just growing up and maturing over your, over your life. Well, there's a lot of police officers that do come from, you know, all walks of life. Mm-hmm. One thing that, you know, current police officers have told me is that you need to have that, you know, empathy towards others when they're at their lowest point. So, you know, for example, people who are, you know, abused or people like victims, you need to be able to be there for them in a professional yet emotional way as well. Let them know that they're there for them. And also um, with that same line of work, especially the patrol point of policing, Mm. you need to also be, you know, aggressive when someone's being aggressive with you. Not aggressive in the way that, you know, you go over the top and, you know, abuse your powers but meet them at the same level of sort of aggressiveness that they're giving you. You need to be able to be physical with people yet be emotional at the same time. Yeah. So I think true. definitely, um, it, I wouldn't say it's personality based, I'd say it's ability to adapt based. Mm. Yeah, you have, okay. you, you have to, because there's all a range of people mm. that join the police force, like from all races, all colors, all creeds, mm. all of them, uh, every, every one of them there, Mm. Uh, they all have to adapt to the mature uh, personality and even if they don't have it mm. then they're going to struggle with it but they all have to um, understand the society around them because mm. if they're not understanding if they're always you know uptight because there are there are police officers that are unfortunately flawed as well you know there's no there's no perfect um, police officer uh, mm. out there um, because the, it's, it's a matter of fact of how um, I can say this like the fact the fact that they they do their job they, they can only do it in one way they, they can only yeah. do it in the right way okay. unfortunately because of the police powers that they're given mm. uh, they feel a bit 
more powerful than the other people so they yeah. think that they are they are uh, right in cases that they may be wrong mm. and okay. going off uh, an example that Muhammad Gilil gave was that uh, where you have to meet the same aggression mm. as the other person opposing you mm. uh, a case for example where uh, riot squad comes in because mm. there's there's a there's a protest going on and there's and it goes completely sideways where there's violence and mm. assault kicking in and everyone everyone's going mental mm. and there there can be cases of where they you they have used drugs or they're in, intoxicated mm. in any mm. way mm. and you can't act politely or nicely in that case because yeah. they they're actually the capacity to yeah, understand that That's in true. in Goulburn they actually they train you to actually shout at people to back off because if you're watching like videos as well, especially mm. like riot squad and uh, very intensive uh, physical um, ple- uh, Situation. situations, yeah, um, they they teach you to shout back off and like uh, even even in in uh, in class, for example, mm. there was a time where the teacher is a ex police officer, uh-huh. and like the way that he would t- say, for example, back off, yeah. stay away. Would actually like shake me, for example, and that's that's the that's the way um, it has to be uh, ha- has to be when you're in those type of situations. So mm-hmm. you have to always constantly be understanding of situations. Mm-hmm. And if if for example, if you get offended from for example, it's something as basic as like you're talking to a kid, for example, mm-hmm. and they and they uh, they are this is they are disrespectful to you. Mm-hmm. You have to treat them to the same. If um, an uh, older man is being dis- disrespectful to you, yeah, that so that's why you have to o- always constantly be uh, aware of what kind of person they are. Mm. If they're intoxicated, there's a lot of factors when you're mm. dealing with people, and that's why there's heaps of cases where police officers are caught doing the wrong thing and they abuse their powers. In mm. Mm. and that's why there's there's a lot of uh, issues that arise with police officers. Yeah, that's true. Wow, I think it's it's no. It's no hidden. There's nothing hidden. That policing is a very controversial topic. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, I'll add on. Um, that's why, um, in the, uh, as as technology develops over time, that's why a lot of jobs are going. You know, people uh, people don't have to show up at registers or mm. shopping is all online, and there's other things where technology actually takes over the job. Yeah, it's kind of automated and, and stuff. Yeah, and policing is is one of the hardest jobs to overcome, and like by technology because it's mm. it's it's a, it's a job where it has to be done by a human, where mm. people has to feel and understand things. That's why you see a lot of yeah, that's why you see a lot of movies like, uh, if in the future the police force or the people in control, mm. the army or whatever, are uh, robots, yeah. and they always have issues with understanding uh, innocent, differentiating innocent, mm. innocent people uh, from people that are actually are the dangerous. Yeah. That's why, like, you see a lot of movies are uh, relating to cops being bad because mm. they're robots, and that's why what I'm trying to say is um, the being being a police officer is a very humane job, mm. and you have to be as human as possible mm. so you can understand how people are in in certain situations yeah that's very good wow that's actually that's very similar to nursing actually that's 
Yeah. I mean, it, know what movies you're watching. Yes. <laughs> no, like uh, Robo for example. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Robocop. Robocop. I robot. The whole oh, movie. Yeah, the whole movie is Robocop. For example. Yeah. The whole movie is about trying to find the middle ground between robot and human because um, I don't know you guys watch Robocop right it's been a while but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened was um, the ro- the robot yeah. when they wanted the robot because it was more efficient and more accurate with mm. its shooting or, and reacting to certain situations yeah. they wanted more of the robot to to take over the, the person and what happened was um, when that was happening they realised that humanity was uh, slowly losing in that person and okay, that yeah. Uh, all it would see was it would see a target it would see a threat and it would always see um, see like objectives and not uh, the emotions and what the actual oh, person okay. is feeling for example yeah, yeah. Uh, for example there's heaps of cases where if I, I was to shoot Mohammed mm. but I would feel remorseful mm-hmm. if that robot cop came inside and to see my hand uh, having a gun yeah. And seeing him on the floor, yeah, yeah. it would respond different if a That's person true. was to come, and if they saw me shaking, because yeah. I just shot my best That's friend, for example. Yeah, yeah, just friend. Nah, competition in the academy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, right. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, well, okay. I guess to finish off, what would you say to any students or? No, but anyone who's thinking about doing policing, well, what's some advice you want to give them so far? Um, you know, uh, always, uh, just like in school, you have to be ready for everything that you learn. Mm. Because I've done uh, legal studies in uh, in school, yeah. I did it for a couple of years, so I had a pretty good understanding of common uh, words that are used, for example, in, in, uh, in university. Yeah, yeah. So... And that's why I find it I find it easy understanding content. Content, to be mm. honest, is easy to understand. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, putting that information that you learn because mm. learning the information is easy mm. into your assessments and into into the required classworks and homeworks mm. and everything that you have to do for university. It's a it's a it's not a heavy uh, content based uh, course. Unlike civil engineering, where you have to be very good at maths, mm. you have to un- and you solve questions mm. on on like even in your classes and stuff. Because my brother he does civil engineering, mm. and I see him, I see him uh, when he joins classes, he's always answering, writing questions. Yeah. Unlike me when I'm when I was joining class, I was just read this, um, do this activity yeah. with a group and uh, for find research information. There's a mm. lot of research actually. It's a lot of research, and that's why, like we mentioned before, referencing is also important. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Doing it properly and 100%. Yeah, yeah that's true. Huh? Yeah. What about yourself, Mohammed? Yeah, just if you're not 100% about it, don't do it. It's one of those jobs where you need to be prepared. Mm. And for anyone that's thinking about doing the uh, bachelor's course, yeah, you don't have to do it to be a police officer. Um, but it definitely does give you a lot of insight into what policing is about and um, sort of the study of people and societies and how they operate as a whole, and especially in their time period. Mm. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and also a majority of people that are, st- are doing our course in university, 
majority of them are planning to go into Goulburn as well. Yeah, yeah. So this course is very, um, it's meant for people that are very keen on being a police officer and being uh, that extra bit uh, uh, dedicated, dedicated to being a police officer. Unlike um, people that go directly without, you know, without uh, pro- properly uh, researching and understanding what the job is about. And that's why, actually, police, being a police officer is, uh, it's a a job where a lot of people leave it Mm. after a certain amount of years because they realize uh, uh, it's it's not a job for everyone, but even though a lot of people do want to join. So that's why you see a lot of ex-cops here and there. Mm. Uh, But uh, there are, are, obviously, if you love a job, you're going to stick to it. There are people that do that. And obviously they become high roles and then obviously over time you see a lot of people that work 20 years or 25 years 15 mm. years in the police force mm. and it, it's also a pretty physically and emotionally tiring job yeah, that's, true. that's why um, after that amount of years they would probably move on to something else a bit more relaxed and that's why yeah that, that's why you see a lot of ex-police officers um, mm. It can be, yeah, some people, they, they work there a couple of years and they're already sick of it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even get past the learning stage and they want to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right. All right, well, thank you very much, boys. No worries. Very informative. Couldn't do that. Um, I guess that should be it. Thank you very much. No worries. <laughs>